Hey everyone, welcome to PTSD TV. Today is Friday, it is our Q&A, and today we are talking about how to stop fear of intimacy and let love back in. So this is gonna be a great episode. We had a great question and another big question. So this is the question that we're doing today, and this episode of PTSD TV is sponsored by Broken to Unbreakable, which is my PTSD and CPTSD recovery program. So for those of you who don't know me, my name's Kayleen, I'm a PTSD and CPTSD recovery coach. I had CPTSD for over 15 years uh, on my own, and now I no longer do. And now I get to help people all around the world recover from their own PTSD and CPTSD. And this lovely man to my right here is? Brad Shipke. I am her significant other and very excited to talk about this question today because I feel like um, in both of our lives, we've kind of had a little rough patches, you know, where, where we've had fear and whatever. I don't think we said the question yet, but... I'm really excited to dive on him. <laughs> it is a great, great episode. It's a super, yeah, it's a super good one. Yeah, it's a, it's a really common one. It's a really common thing to feel, PTSD or not. Um, so it is going to be really great, really eye-opening, and we're going to cover some topics that we covered in last week's Q&A as well. And, of course, today we also have with us Winston and Hugo. If you are watching on YouTube, you can see the stuffed animals in front of us. They are warmkins. They are therapeutic stuffed animals. They give big, warm hugs. They're little, like, weighted blankets for kids. They're great. Um, and you can learn more about them in the description below. And then also, I think, before we start, something I just uh, I just want to say quick is, you know, if you're new to us, y you're going to love, I think, what we have to say here. And definitely keep checking out the episodes. And, you know, if you've been showing up for a while and you haven't, you know, liked or subscribed or shared or rated us, you know, definitely rate us because it helps us reach so many more people. And the more we do research on it, the more it is like the thing that helps us reach more people. So definitely give us a little rate. You don't have to even say anything. Just uh, just hit those stars. I just want to say that before we dove in here. Today. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So today we're talking about how to stop fear of intimacy and let love in. So I'm going to read the question. And the question is from someone. Um, a longer question, but I'll read the the main parts, right? So the chunk. The chunk. So <laughs> I've been having trouble with trusting even the best guys, fearing that they will leave. I know a sweet guy who I have feelings for and desperately don't want to hurt, but I can tell that a cement wall with a moat full of alligators has already gone up around my heart. How do I stop myself from feeling fear of intimacy after all of this so that I can let love back into my heart? So what a great question. First of all, what a great analogy. A cement wall with a moat filled with alligators. I mean, I've kind of felt that, you know, like when you when, like it's like when you're in when you have PTSD and in a relationship, like even if you don't if you didn't go through like relationship problems, like you yourself have these huge walls up. Right. Right. That's what kind of happened with me was that like I just built all these walls and like I isolated from people. So I felt like I was just kind of disconnected from Kayleen and didn't know how to proceed, you know, didn't know how to um get past those fears, you know, those fears that stopped us from being intimate, intimate, and then ultimately being happy and letting that love into back into my heart. And like, that's it. It's a, it's a huge thing. Yeah. And a great analogy and a great way to put it. And a lot of things, I think people, especially when you're young, I think in, in all regards, but especially when you're young and it's kind of, maybe you're like, for some of you, like a, like a first relationship with mm -hmm. PTSD, right? So like, maybe you don't really know still how to trust. You don't really know how to love, how to receive love. Like that was definitely like, for me, it was like, it was all, like, I was like totally in the yeah, dark with yeah. you. And it was just like, 
I don't know how to do any of this and I don't know what's right and wrong. <laughs> and like, this all feels really stressful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like if you're, if you, if you're a younger person, you haven't ever been with somebody, it's like, it's that ad- added stress on top of it. So yeah. it makes it, it makes it seem that much harder, but we're going to kind of dig in here and give you some personal experiences and personal advice along with some, um, I was going to say tactical, but like things that you can take action on to, um, you know, move past this fear. Yeah. So the first thing we're going to talk about again, right, is references. So references, references, references. So references is something that we talk about. So references of good relationships, references of relationships that go well, right? So part of the question that I didn't read was like, you know, I've had kind of some relationships that I've been really, really hurt by. And so those are all negative references for successful relationships. And when we're talking about finding references you have to you know go out of your way look for them whether it's you know brad and i's relationship that's a great reference right Mm -hmm. or other references in your personal life or even in your own life you know when a moment goes right when you do kind of maybe get a little close to someone and you know it's like oh nothing really went wrong that's a great Mm -hmm. reference so Mm -hmm. you have to go out of your way again to make those good references, to see those good references, because the negative ones weigh, you know, seven times heavier, right? We know that, right? That negative is seven times heavier than the positive. So for every moment that you get hurt, you're going to need like seven good references to even level out. So to make yourself like comfortable in something like this, you have to pile on the references and keep your eyes open for them. And this is something we actively do in our life for I just like joke. Um, <laughs> we actively do this in our life for all sorts of things. So, you know, one of the things we do it for right now, because we're not parents yet, one of the things we do it for is like, okay, what are great references of great parents? And we look out for them. Right. Whether right. they're in our own life or just maybe like on TV, we mm-hmm. see, you know, parents do something with their child, whether it's like a reprimand or like a hug, mm-hmm. whatever it is. And we're like, oh, that's a great reference. You know, this thing happened right this kid fell off the playground and this is what the parent did and like that went really well like that's something we want to like log in and like see that we can like that's what we'll yeah like building our kind of we're building our references of Mm -hmm. good parents and we know this couple um locally that uh, are good friends of ours and they have what we would consider probably the most ideal relationship that we've ever seen. They are the best reference for us. And being around them, it's just, they are people that are like just loving and like you can just feel it radiate off them. And they're they're really unique people. There's not a ton of people in the world I feel like even like this. You get around them and you just feel like yourself and you just feel like at home. Accepted, loved, yeah. Loved, accepted for whoever that you are. Right, right. And so all of those moments where like we could be like, Oh, that was a fun party. Instead. We're like, these people are so amazing and they make us feel so good. How do they do that? Right. How we do think they do about that? like, yeah. what were yeah. the moments where we felt really good and we pick out those references of good things and how they made us feel good. Mm-hmm. And we look at their relationship and say, okay, like when we talk to them, this is how they interact separately. This is how they interact together. And like, that's what we want. We want mm-hmm. this ideal relationship. And it's so it's really all about picking out the references. Right, right. And like like Kayleen said before, negative experiences are like seven times stronger, but also our brains are wired to be attracted to the negative situations too. So like when you get a negative reference or you see a negative reference, you tend to just automatically, right? 
focus on that and then dwell on that and then repeat it in your head and it makes it stronger and stronger and stronger in your head. So you have to go out of your way. You have to keep your eyes open and really look for those good references. Cause I'm sure like, like everybody, like good things happen to you every single day, mm-hmm. right? You might have a good reference and just completely ignore it and be like, Oh, but, but, right. but it's going to be bad soon. Right. You know, like, Oh, Oh, he did this good thing for me or Kayleen did this good thing for me. But, or like we were calm today, but, but, but it'll go wrong. But it, it will go wrong. So this good moment does not matter. I've been there right. plenty of times, right? Like you just ignore the good and just focus on the bad. So you need to shift that around and start focusing on the good. Be like, oh, this is a good reference, right? This is a right. great reference for me. Oh, something good did happen, right? And take notice of that because so many times you just ignore the good right in front of your face, literally right in front of your face when something happens to you in your life. And then also looking at it, in other people's lives as well. And you want to take the time to swim in it, right? Yeah. You want to take the time to like swim in it, reflect on it. Like we talk about it, right? After we see these yeah, good references, we, we talk about the reference, how to actually apply what we saw to our lives. And really like, cause like, like I said before, you see this negative reference, you get this negative reference and you swim in that just kind of automatically, right? Mm-hmm. You dwell on it. You repeat the stories in your head. You like, visualize it essentially over and over and over and over and over again and you tell yourself how like messed up everything is and you're messed up your life is so like you're just strengthening those negative references so you got to take that same skill that you already have and apply it to the good things and start yeah. swimming in the good references and you just start repeating those in your head and be like oh that was awesome oh people aren't all bad right right and that's huge and that's and we do this all the time we do this all the time we're like oh that was a great reference we literally we even say, say that. that we say that yeah so it's something that we actually do and it actually helps us and it helps you shift to focusing on the good and start, you know, like breaking down that fear, start yeah. like building that trust and start letting that love back into your life and into your heart and repairing everything that was kind of broken. Yeah. And that, that is the ultimate thing. Right. And then that I think ties nicely into the communication aspect, which is our second point here and how to do that is to communicate, right? Communication in any sort of relationship, whether it's, you know, even if this person is still a stranger, right? Uh, you know, you have to communicate and be like, hey, mm, I kind of like you. Like, do, do you want to go out? Right? That's communication, right? And they'll be like, oh, great. Yeah, okay. And then you can go from there, right? But something that we did young in our relationship, because we were both really nervous in our relationship, obviously, mm-hmm. is we would communicate. Like, so something that I'd be like, hey, like, I'm – I'm nervous about this. You know, this doesn't make me super comfortable and I, I'm going to need a little bit of time on this. And then Brad could be like, Oh, okay. So like, you know, like, so something that like we, we waited, I guess a little bit like was to say the word love. Right. So I don't know how many couples like wait for that. I think as you get older, you don't, it's not, you don't wait as much. Right. But we waited like a couple of months. to say Yeah. (laughs) And, um, so that's something that we talked about and I was like, Hey, like, that's going to make me like kind of run away. Like I, I, I'm not really comfortable with you saying that right out the gate. If you could just maybe just give me some time. And he felt the same and I didn't know he felt the same until we communicated and he was like, Hey, like, don't worry about it. Like, I really like you. I don't want to like, we don't want to mess this up. Right. So we kind of like (laughs) waited for a long time to say it a couple of months. And that was really good communication right there. And so then we could like, it was like a weight off of our chest, right? So we could just go on and be like, okay, like you don't worry we're about both it. on the same page. And then if I start to get weird, Brad can just be like, hey, like, are you all right? <laughs> you know, instead don't of, worry. So like just communicating, right? Yeah. So like he doesn't have to freak out 
if I, you know, if I maybe like don't answer my phone or if I don't show up somewhere, he's like, oh, well, you know, she said like she was nervous. And so like, I didn't mean to scare her away, but it's probably not something that I did. Right. So the more you communicate, the better really just in general. That's what it comes down to. Even if it is a young relationship, it doesn't, doesn't matter if it's 50 years old or five days old. Yeah. You want to like communicate your concerns, right? How you're feeling, your emotions and your fears. You know, I have a fear of this because like if you're a fear of opening up to somebody like or being intimate, whatever, and you don't tell the person, they're going to think that like they could think, you know, that there's your standoffish or whatever. We don't have to go into that, but it, it is, it is a seed for conflict, mm-hmm. right? So like that can all be avoided with just being like, Hey, you know, like I have this little fear about doing this and this is how I kind of want to proceed. Also, um, I'm working on it, right? Mm-hmm. I'm effectively working on this on things to make things better. So this isn't how it's going to be forever. You know, like I'm, I'm taking steps and here are the steps that I'm taking to improve what I'm feeling. And I do see a life without this. Right. Right. So like, this is what I'm feeling, right? I'm working on things. I'm working on on making this better. And this isn't what it's going to be like forever. Right. Right. Then there's no complaints. Then there's no conflict. There's nothing be like, okay, okay. That's normal. Like you're, you're facing a problem in your life. Right. Mm -hmm. And you're working on it and you like have a vision for like it never being there again. Right. Like that's completely reasonable. And it doesn't even have to be this like big conversation, right? No, it no, can no. be young in the relationship and just be like, Hey, listen, like, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm nervous about our whole relationship because I've been hurt in the past. And that can be the entire conversation. And I, you know, just like I've been hurt and like someone's going to understand and be like, okay, like, yeah, okay, you've yeah. been hurt. Like you don't have to dive into everything, but that's, that's a good start. And communication is yeah. key to a successful relationship. So, yeah. And that's a great point too, because you, you, you might think that you have to like have this like big sit down conversation and you build it up to be like this big thing in your head. Right. Like you think it has to be like this huge thing that like a lot of people do this, Yeah, you know, um, but just be like, Hey, this is how I'm feeling, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. And literally just do it. Like really simple. Like you can do it in three this, sentences. Because this, 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 ties in perfectly to our third point. So we talked about references. Second one we talked about is communication. The third thing we're talking about is taking little leaps of faith, right? And you're gonna have to take those little leaps of faith to communicate, right? And take action when you feel that fear. So you feel it and you face it and you do it. So you feel that little like uncomfortable feeling like, oh, I want to tell this person this, that I was hurt in the past and I'm like, whatever, do it right then. Mm -hmm. Don't wait. Yeah. Because the fear intensifies fear. Here's a huge lesson. This is one of the biggest lessons lessons that- I ever learned in my life is that fear feeds on time, right? Mm-hmm. That's its favorite food. Yeah, it does. So like when you feel that fear and you wait and you wait and you wait, it just builds and builds and builds and builds until it gets overwhelming. So when you feel it, you feel that little like trickle, you just go. I got to do it. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's challenging and it's a habit to get into for sure. But the more you start to like, what just habit. like, Hey, like, okay, we're sitting in the car with this person and you know, I'm going to tell him this thing, right? Just right. say it. Just do just it. Do it. Like, what just do it. A, yeah. Don't, don't overthink it. No, don't that's the worst. Over plan it. You know, just do just it. Just do it. Just live your life. Right? You're going to like, you're going to say, you're going to say some wrong things once in a while. You're going to do some things once in a while, but this is the best way to build confidence, hope, belief in yourself, everything just and by taking references. action and building those good positive references. Yeah. Like there's no downside to, to facing your fears. Yeah. Little by little. And we're not saying like you have to do these big things, but like little by little, when you feel this, feel this little bit of fear, like do it. That's an indicator to act, to go, 
to go ahead, yeah. build that confidence, to build that love in yourself and build that like, oh, I can do this right. feeling inside of you instead of like everything's ruined. Be like, oh, I have power. Oh, I have control. Oh, I can like actually shape my life. Yeah. And it's an amazing thing. It's an um, absolute. It happens so quick It's so too. simple and it's so amazing. And yeah. it's like, it's so scary at first. And then mm-hmm. you're like, you, you're like, whoa, that was awesome. That was a rush. That felt Honestly. so good to get off my chest. Yeah. So awesome, awesome stuff. And we talk a lot more about Little Leaps in the Q&A we did last Friday. I think it was last Friday about trust. We talked a lot about trust mm-hmm. and how to learn to trust and stuff like that. And so that has a, a very similar theme. And you're going to see these themes come up time and time again. And again, Brad and I talk about references, whether it's parenting or relationships or, you know, I don't know, f- physique, business, everything. 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 Yeah. And so it, it really does apply to a lot of different things. But that is a great episode, which we'll link below to definitely check out. Again, because the, the trust and the intimacy – you know, they, they go hand in hand and the, the fear and the trust and the intimacy, they're all kind of along the same wavelength. So that's a great episode to check out. So we'll link that below. Yeah. And I think that that ties in perfectly to our action and like that was our action. Like this, the core of this thing is the trust, right? Mm -hmm. And the core of the trust issues is PTSD, right? right? So like, if you want to solve all these things, like all these things are kind of like, um, like we're telling you to build references, you know, communicate more and take little leaps of faith. Um, those are awesome. Um, but you also need to be working on healing the core of everything, right? Healing those, like, where does the, where does, where where does the trust issues tie into? What's that core, that core event that, that hurt you that, you know, um, is causing all these like crazy things to happen Mm -hmm. in your life. All these like painful things to happen. What is that core? And you need to work on healing that core because at the end of the day it's your responsibility to heal that it's your responsibility to fix your fear to mm-hmm. fix your your trust issues and to let your love in right it's your life you know it's you it's you at the end of the day you you only you have control to fix this to face your fears to communicate and to you know make the conscious story, choice to look for keep your eyes open for those positive references so um i think that's 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 it. You got to yeah. heal that core. The core is the most important part. And I talk about it a lot and you're going to hear us talk about it a lot because it really is the most important part. And a lot of people, you know, I get a lot of questions, a lot of um, emails about, you know, like, hey, my relationship is falling apart. Hey, my career is falling apart. Hey, um, you know, my physical life is falling apart. You know, I've I'm gained, addicted. I'm a, I, I have addictions, like all yeah. these things, my friendships, everything. Right. And so, uh, you know, really that always, 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 always ties back to your PTSD. That is literally at right. the core of everything. Yeah. Um, and you're having trust issues because of you're addicted to drinking as we both have, um, because of PTSD, you're having these relationship issues because of PTSD, you're overweight because you have PTSD. Yeah. Literally, literally all those things. And most of the time we're trying to fi- fix each individual one, but we never try to fix the core. Yeah. And it's something we both made that mistake too on our, on our journey. It was like, okay, like if I put energy into trying to fix my relationship, it just seems like all these other areas go downhill. Right. Or if I put energy trying to fix my career, everything else falls apart. Right. And so that's why it seems like you have this like limited energy because at the core, something's really hurt and really broken. Right. Right, And really needs healing and really needs fixing. Cause you try to take a little, you take a few steps forward, then you just get crushed right back down. Right. right. Cause you're not solving the core. Right. And so that is something that I talk about in the recovery training, which I'm running right now in, uh, there's a nice diagram in there. So, I mean, you should definitely check out the, retra- the training as a whole, but watch out for that diagram. Well, you, you'll see, 
you'll see all those areas that I get questions time and time again about. And then you'll see how it all draws back and relates back to that core, that core piece that is you, right? That mm -hmm. is that PTSD. And that should be the ultimate goal and the ultimate responsibility. Right. So that is the thing to check out for sure. Right, right. Like if you want to stop actually, if you want to stop that fear of intimacy and you, you want to let that love in and you want to lose weight, literally it comes down to losing weight to like <laughs> heal those addictions to heal those flashbacks, those nightmares, everything, like, cause all those things are linked to this core thing. And you want to learn how Kayleen has done it. And also how she has been able to make miraculous, literally like, like people like miraculous changes in other people teaching other people how to make the same changes that she made in literally weeks, literally weeks. Like it doesn't have to take a lifetime to fix these things. It mm -hmm. can literally happen in weeks. People have ended their, you know, nightmares, flashbacks, um, they've gotten jobs back when they, they've been like unemployed for years, mm -hmm. you know, in literally, in literally weeks, because once you know the right process to heal that core, everything gets better. So if you want to learn that process, click that link in the description below that'll take you to, um, the free training that Kayleen's running and it will honestly like just rock your world and change your entire it life, will rock your, your, world. your belief in everything. And like, if you're feeling hopeless, like you're spiraling down out of control, watch it. It'll stop. It'll stop that. <laughs> and you can recover so much faster than, than, than you think, you know, it is. And it's you'll a lot see, of work. I share, like, I share a lot of stories in it as well. And you'll, you'll see the people that have, yeah. have just like, it's, com it's, it's amazing. It's yeah. we'll s that will stop there, but yeah. it is, it is amazing. Well, if you're tired of people telling you it's impossible, like there are coaches, there are therapists, there are doctors, all these people, all these so-called professionals will tell you that it's impossible to live a life without PTSD. And that's just like the biggest and most harmful myth and belief that people have and that's actually spread about in the mental health industry like if you are like believing that and you have you're having a hard time overcome that negative belief because that if you don't overcome that belief you, you like straight up just won't recover um because you're just gonna um self-sabotage the whole way right so you'll never believe that this is possible so you'll never take the right action you'll never do the right things and you'll never you'll never put in the necessary work Cause why would you to complete an impossible task that you believe is impossible? So like, that's like the, really the biggest, um, kind of takeaway from the training and it'll change your life. So like, go click that link. Like right now we're coming to the end of this episode. Uh, and I think we'll do like a quick recap, but click that link right now, schedule a time to see, it, and it will change your life because it's changed the lives. You'll see the stories that came of people that came yeah. touched and been able to change in and the webinar. Very and often it is like the turning point for people. So definitely pay attention. Definitely make some time for it. And I, it, like it, like you're talking about like a turning point, like, especially if you're feeling like rock bottom, this will be the turning point And this will be the thing that gets you going up and up and up. So it is, yeah. it is really that important. And it doesn't matter if you've been in there for, if you've been in that rock bottom for years, decades, or I was going to say centuries, but like decades and decades and decades, literally like 50, 60, 70 years. Cause you can dig yourself out and, doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, how long you've suffered. Like you still have, you still have life. Like you're still alive and we want to help you live the rest of your existence on this planet happy. Right. And you can do that in such a short period of time, but, um, cause you deserve it. Cause you deserve it. You really do. And, um, that's why we do everything that we do is to help you get back that life or, you know, find it for the first time. But, um, let's do a quick recap here about what we talked about today, if you're ready to move forward. Sure, yeah, we can move um, on. So today we talked about how to stop your fear of intimacy and really start letting that love back in. And that's something that Kayleen and I really, you know, suffered 
ourselves. And we talk about number one, building those references, looking and keeping your eyes open for those positive references. Um, two, communicating, you know, how you feel your fear, how you're going to overcome them. And then taking those little leaps of faith to face those fears and face that fear, face that fear immediately. Yep. Right? Remember fear feeds on time. Yeah. Yep. So those are really important and review the trust episode. Yes. Cause that yes. we go even further in depth into those issues and it's a great episode. And again, intimacy and trust and all those things kind of tie hand in hand. So mm-hmm. that's a great episode to get a little bit of a different energy, a little bit of a different perspective. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is all that I have for today. Definitely make time for the webinar. I hope to see you there. Mm-hmm. And that's all I have. Like, share, subscribe, rate us. If you like us or you hate us, make sure you rate us. There it is. <laughs> we'll wave by with Hugo and Winston, our therapeutic stuffed animals. And we hope you guys have an awesome day today, that you're motivated, that you're happy, that you're moving forward, you're recovering. And a and great we'll, weekend. And a great weekend. And happy we Friday. And we will see you soon. On Monday. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.